Jones, 30, 35, 40, he's in midfield, and they'll never catch The Show Me Your News Network proudly presents Down the Sidelines. And now, representing the Michigan Wolverines and the West Virginia Mountaineers, you may know them as Yoko and I'm a Beast, it's Peter Stasia and Joel Orndorff. Welcome back to the Gridiron. I'm Peter. And I'm Joel. And Down the Sidelines is a sports podcast that debates and predicts the latest in the athletic world. We are part of the Show Me News Network, and this is the 67th episode of the podcast on May 8th, 2014. 62. Don't have gimpy fish 62 on the show, but we do have two special guests today. Uh, I was almost not going to make this episode. Work has been pretty brutal in the past couple days or so. I've been working 15-hour days editing videos and sitting in on five-year plan investor meetings and all sorts of crazy behind-the-scenes things. Uh, Joel, how are you? Well, I uh, just finished up classes recently. Nice, congrats. And uh, got my grades today and... Oh, I got this B and I'm just so aggravated about it. Oh, man. Um... Because I was sure that I had an A, so um, it, it, there's an email being sent. Um, all right, all right. And um, it's so tough, I just been, but, you been know, working and uh, running a lot. Like I'm already at like 25 miles this month. So good for you. Um, I've been meaning to start on like a T25 program, and I wasn't mm-hmm. start this week. But with as crazy as work was, and I'm like, and then I know I'm traveling all of next week. I'm like, I'm not gonna. If I start now, like something here is easily going to break the routine, and you got to get in that habit. And, and oh no, yeah, I mean that's what it's all about. And you know what I do, um, like especially through the winter, like in order to get through the winter so that you like still stay in shape, you, you can't always get out because of snow and stuff. Yeah. So what I do is like, I just like my parents have a treadmill, so I just go yeah. over there and and I, I watch like. Netflix or something on my laptop on the treadmill. Just get in the zone. And it's like multitasking. That's how it works. Exactly. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's I just uh, I like that the weather's nice again. Um, finally, it's eighty-one here, and that's really yeah. hot. But we have two guests this week where eighty-one is nothing where they yep. live. Well, let's <laughs> oh, introduce. Uh, we got decaf seventy-eight hailing from Arizona. How are you? Uh, very good to be back. Third time's the charm, as I said. That is right. I'm going to be down in Arizona next week. Oh, it's next. What days? Um, like the 15th, I fly in, and then I leave like early morning on the 18th. So probably the 17th evening might be the best. We'll have to get in contact. Yeah, without a doubt. I'll be like, I think mostly in the Sedona area, and then the 17th evening back in Phoenix, so it's close to the airport. Yeah, I guess. We'll figure that out. But you said it's down in the triple digits there? Uh, It was for... Yeah, we hit triple digits for the first time on May 2nd. <sighs> Man. Can we not when I'm down there, please? Like that, <laughs> and, it's, well, it's no, that, and it's so dry, isn't it? Yeah. Like, uh, that's the thing, though. You're going to be in Sedona, so you you'll realize it's that hot. That's what it is. Yeah, Sedona's yeah, actually... You guys have the dry heat going on. We don't, yeah. we don't get that. We get 90% humidity. And that yeah. would be down in Houston, where Skull Jumper is. How are you? Hey, I'm fine. How are you doing? Good, Got good. Two time zones going on here. <laughs> oh yep. my goodness, it is all over the place. Uh, so thank you, Joel, for putting this together. I know it's tough, especially when it's yeah. right before the NFL draft. It's 
just after 6.45 p.m. Eastern time, so we got like hour, 15 minutes until the Houston Texans are on the clock. We're getting our predictions in very last minute, but we got to make sure it's this is before the draft. But we do have it's, some quick hits to get yeah. to. So uh, that's why I thought, uh, you know, what better person to have on here exactly. than you? And also, I'm hearing things about Dallas, and I know uh, that... Well, you mean like <laughs> you mean like trade rumors or pictures yes. on Instagram? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That. <laughs> yeah. There. There are some pretty crazy scenarios that if you go on the internet. Unfortunately, like uh, my Cowboys will never draft what they actually need, and that's a general manager because you can't draft those. Well, because yeah, Jerry Jones kind of does more than he should over there. Yep. We're gonna get to talking NFL draft near the end of the show, but we get to go to our quick hits first, and I don't think there's a big... This would have easily been a headline if it weren't, like, playoffs, playoffs, yeah. and draft. Oh, boy. Uh, the Donald Sterling racist fiasco. He has yeah. been banned for life from the NBA, which I gotta say, I was watching that press conference with uh, NBA Commissioner Adam Silver. He's only a few months on the job. You know, taking over the David Stern era for as long as that man held the NBA commissioner position. And then he gets this. And Adam Silver nailed it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, it it was only, it was kind of one of those things where it was a matter of time, though. Because if, if apparently, there, you know, he had been sued before for things that had gone on with his, in his other companies with, mm-hmm. like, you know, black employees kind of filing lawsuits against him. Right, he was and a, just, a tenant. Yeah, and it, it just never came up in the context of basketball. So that might have been why David Stern never did anything. Mm-hmm. He, he always got him. ways to you know, pay him off and settle out of court. And yeah, because, you know, he's very wealthy. But, I mean... The so, thing that, Joel, kind of explain how this whole thing started. Okay, well, it, it had to do with an incident where, um, I believe it was his ex-girlfriend, right? Um, I th- it was his current uh, the mistress. Current? Yeah, Vistiviano. Oh, okay. I believe I believe it's his current girlfriend. Yeah. Okay. Well, she had been you know, you know like talking with and taking pictures with Magic Johnson, mm-hmm. um, and uh, he, you know Donald Sterling in a I guess what was a private conversation that was recorded by her. Um, <laughs> he he made statements that were you know basically. What what many would say is very very racist. Um, yeah, well, I mean, it, it's probably one of the most offensive things you can say in regards to, because he was saying, "I don't want your money." I mean, yeah, that, I mean, not only that, it it, I mean, it is it, it was terrible the things that he said, but it was very bad business as well because oh, why would business. you not want anybody to come to your games? You know, yeah, well, that's what that I'm saying about the "I don't want your money" thing. One of the most offensive things that I kind of feel like you can say to somebody is, I don't want your money. Because mm-hmm. money's good from everybody, in, in, unless you just like are so disgusted with you I know, could a think of a few of... worse things to well, say. Well, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> well, you know, when, when you're willing to just sacrifice <laughs> money from, let's be honest, is a pretty, you know, the African-American community, they like their basketball. And, you know, when peop- when you're just going to be like, you know, don't bring them to my games... That's really not a smart thing to say. No, yeah, it's, it, one that's, it's without a doubt the most offensive thing you can say without actually getting into racial slurs, I believe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's the most offensive thing you can say without saying some kind of slur, but yeah. 
I mean, Donald Sterling, according to reports, is not one that goes without the racial slurs. Oh, uh, yeah. Reports, you know, back in the 80s, he was interviewing a, a coach, and he said something to the effect of, you know, so what do you think you can do to coach my blank derogatory term? Like, blankety, blankety, blank. Yeah, I mean, it's... It's a really messy situation. I mean, V. Stiviano doesn't come away totally clean in this. Uh, but the thing that drove me a bit nuts about this, it's another case of people who think the term freedom of speech means that Donald Sterling doesn't get to be punished like this. Uh, I, I mean... People are so stupid. Freedom of speech means the government cannot arrest you based on things you say. The NBA is a private organization. They have every yeah. right... To hand down a business-related punishment based on the damage that their employee is doing to the brand, the company. Uh, well, it's the yeah. same exact thing when you Monday Night Football and you had Hank Williams Jr. You know, are you ready for some football, a Monday Night Party, etc. Uh, when he compares Barack Obama to Adolf Hitler, and people like, oh, that's freedom of speech. He shouldn't be fired from ESPN. Well, he totally can, and he did. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, you, I might go a little off topic here because I think you've talked about this, uh, the freedom of speech thing several times. And, you know, the two situations you named, you're absolutely right. It makes sense for them to be punished. At the same time, though, w when you're talking about freedom of speech, there is a certain spirit of it's like, yeah, your private company can do whatever they want. But sometimes, mm -hmm. may, you know, maybe they shouldn't to preserve a certain kind of freedom like. Uh, or an idea of it. But in, in this case, you know, they're two offensive things. So, of course, you're going to do something. But, you know. You also, you also had a lot of the sponsors dropping off. And so there are some of the oh, more yeah, cynical yeah. people being like, oh, the money talks. And if you're losing. It's, it's, not, the value. it's not that, though. It's, you know. The, it, le the league is like, what, 80% African Americans in the NBA? <laughs> Probably. Yeah, that. And you're going to. It's It's really dumb because it's like. The league is made up of a lot of black players, and you think you can just come in here and, like, with this kind of attitude, it's just not going to work. And I believe the, the maximum fine in the NBA is $2.5 million, so he was also, you know, given that yeah, as well correct. as the lifetime ban. Yeah, which is the most they can do. They can't, mm -hmm. they can't technically force him to sell his team, but what's going to happen is all the other owners it's are going to vote. That's, it's yeah. going to happen, yeah. All That's the owners are going news. to vote to... Today's news is that his ex-wife, his estranged wife, wants to keep the team in the family, which might make sense why okay. at first she was saying, oh, you know, she was with her husband or ex-husband, Donald Sterling. Mm -hmm. um, it's so confusing because he has like the four-year mistress and yeah, which, which she's, she's, like half, with, she's right? half black, half Hispanic. And apparently that was news to him. Ex like yeah. he just found out how recently. <laughs> Yeah, he's been sleeping with her how long? Okay, <clears throat> anyway. Um, but at first, like, the estranged wife was a little supportive, and then once the backlash really started, she started to distance herself. And that's probably so she could say, I'm not connected to him. I would like the ownership of the team. It's going to be a situation that continues, uh, but it's been making, you know, it's one of those stories that extends beyond sports into, yeah. you know, the whole culture of America. Yeah, and, uh, you know, we, we the Clippers, uh, you know, they, during one of their games, they, 
you know they tried to make a statement they like right. turn their shooting shirts inside out at the yeah. warm up or whatever which is a pretty good statement cuz you can't see the logo so which um you know i mean i guess sometimes uh <sighs> who, who was it the um was it the heat that tried to do the same thing and then their um yeah their their ball boy came and picked everything up yeah yeah it's not the same so yeah it, it wasn't the same situation in miami yeah they unfortunately have... for the clippers they they did move on and i know i'll be pulling them for the rest of the way yeah yeah uh joel tell us about Jameis winston and his uh running with the law well um <laughs> this has led to many great photoshop pictures that i've seen um it's interesting because we, we, we always talk about the Heisman winner and you know, at least the past couple of years it's it's about it's more about what they're doing in the off season than what they're doing on the field. And um, you know, Mr. Winston, uh, as the report says, um, you know, they said that he was, you know, shopping for some seafood. Uh so I believe it was crab legs and I want to say crawdads. Was it like real crab legs or the imitation Crawfish. crab? I think crawl. Um, no, you it was, got, you it got was crabs. Crab legs. It was <laughs> like, like real crab, crab legs. It was like, like king crab. Imitation. It was like probably like snow crab, something like that. Okay, so real crab. Um, okay. Yeah, real crab. Um, or just crabs. He. <laughs> yeah, we're just crabs. You know. We don't know. Uh, we don't know. There, we was, don't. there was a security <laughs> guard there, and he waited for him to walk by, and he walked out of the store without paying for anything. Which he said to them when they asked him that he forgot. Um, not only that, but there was uh, butter, like a stick of butter. Like, I don't know. It was like a couple <laughs> sticks of butter that he. Um, they never found it. They never found the butter. He <laughs> said that he laid it butter. down. What? He said that he laid it down like before he left the store. I don't know. A- anyway, or it just melted. He, he, was, he was never officially charged with a crime because okay. it's not technically that you know at that level. Is the um, baseball team at Florida State where he's yeah. a closer? I mean, this is coming out twenty, 20 hours community service. This is coming out oh. in the story where NCAA players can have unlimited meals. Exactly, did, did that, and that, that is the reason that, that I mentioned that, it. Like, is that has that been activated though? Uh, I think so. I think it was pretty See, much instantaneous. See, because I was going to say, okay, so, I mean, if they get unlimited meals, then what the hell? Like, I, I like mean, unlimited meals from the school or? Yeah, like from the cafeteria. Like, you can go in there whenever whenever they're open. And, and I mean, it, not only that, but, like, if, if it's like most universities, there's um, on-campus stores and stuff where you can use your meal plan there, too. So you can buy yeah. stuff. You can buy things that aren't like you know technically from the cafeteria. But, you can yeah. get your little like every university gives you credit, and then they call and, it like insert mascot here. And insert. most and most uh, universities also have food courts on their campus now, so you can get Subway, yeah. you can get any of that stuff, and it can be on your meal plan. You can yeah, get like a brothers. And yes. my like my sister, she just came back from NAU, having finished her first year, and like. Almost, she lives in Flagstaff up there, so it's just effect, nothing but a college town. And almost every restaurant up there accepts the lumberjack cards. As yeah, called. a lot of times the other restaurants will too. Yeah, but it's real like, you know, this kind of comes after the the 
thing with the like sexual allegations or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and right. If he, you know, my thing is, if he is getting unlimited meals, then maybe he did just forget, or maybe there is kind of cause to be concerned about this guy's like, you know, demeanor and how he kind of handles himself. Yeah, and effectively his moral compass. Yeah, and I believe that there are a couple Florida State players that have been kicked off the team related to that incident because they um, which I incident they, the, uh, they took pictures or something they took pictures of what or something uh, of of the whether or not it was consensual or oh okay yeah yeah, yeah. apparently okay. like they they did something that got them suspended from the team um, mm. it was like two or three players because they they knew about this or something but. Um, I don't know. The it's it's still kind of hazy because you have lawyers that are actually hired by the the university to defend him. So it's there's when they, whenever they did the interview, um, like afterwards with the like the academic council who's supposed to like anytime there's an incident like that. There were a lot of questions that like went unanswered, and it's mm-hmm. just there's still a lot of things that are really iffy about it. But you know, when they did the investigation, they didn't have enough information to to do anything with it. Yeah. So, but it, it does bring up the question of um, <laughs> you know uh, making such a poor decision I mean, like that. Yeah, I, no, I, I don't there's understand. There's no reason why. to do to do that because it sounds like he was trying to probably shoplift it. I mean, especially I work retail, and that's like a telltale sign of if somebody's trying to shoplift is if they don't, if they kind of just try to walk out without, go without yeah, just walk th- right by the register. They thought he was going fine. to get a cart outside, is what they, they see. Said. That's also when it's yeah. like I'm gonna go get a cart outside. Oh, really? Yeah, and the cart is called stuff? your car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I just wanted to know, like, what you guys thought on it. And uh, yeah, I have this special thing. shopping cart I like to use at my house. I'm just going to run my, to my house and get it real quick, if you don't mind. Oh, shoot, I forgot to come back. How silly of me. Yep. And I work, I work cashier at a Walmart in a very low-income portion of the state. I'm so mm-hmm. sorry. So I see a lot of shoplifting. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it's even worse when you can't do anything. You just have to, like, nope. give them a smile and, like, have but, a nice day. But, you know, definitely go on Google Image Search and look up, uh, you know, Jameis Winston crab legs. There are a lot oh, of really that. great photoshops of him stretching with the crab legs and then him holding up the trophy, but instead <laughs> it's yeah. crab legs. Yeah. Um, I saw that one, and that's the one I love so much. Yeah. So, <laughs> it, it, and, you know, like, Deadspin, they were right on top oh, of that yeah. as soon as it oh, happened, yeah. too. So, uh, there's a lot of great things out there to to view from it just a really weird story um yeah. it's so weird and then the kentucky derby was last saturday and the predominant favorite california chrome won Rain the race man. chrome is so fast <laughs> <laughs> it's so much faster than internet explorer and firefox but it's not california it's not california Chrome. Let, let's get that, <laughs> get that straight. california chrome oh man i just got the image of like Crom with sunglasses and like maybe like a martini. I can with see a, it. They the do have that on. beach DLC, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Fire Emblem Awakening for those totally out of the video game sports. The Show Me Your News yeah. 2013 Game of the Year. That is right. That is right. Uh, so, what do you think chances are that 
California Chrome takes the Triple Crown. Uh, it's always a question you got to ask yeah. after the Derby. I think... I, rem- I remember last time there was a horse that actually won two of the three was Smarty Jones back in like 2003 or something. A while ago, Barbaro was... Oh, Barbaro. And then, yeah. oh my god, the broken leg. Oh, yeah. Oh, and then they had oh that whole down. thing. The oh, Belmont yeah, race. I, I just don't think I just don't think it's gonna happen because it's it's one of ridiculously hard to do. Give me a thirty three percent chance. I he was like the one horse I heard of and I didn't even watch the race. I wasn't even following the race, but I had heard of California Chrome. Yeah. Um uh, I think it's, it's kind of and, and and you know pretty much until I want to say it was like there's there's a video of it but uh, I want to say it was like the last fourth of the race he kind of just pulled ahead and nobody was gonna catch him. Yeah, and I don't watch horse racing, but my parents were watching the Kentucky Derby and like, oh, who do you think's gonna win? So I just started naming famous horses from like years ago sea biscuit <laughs> secretariat yeah. secretariat's totally gonna win yo Dude, uh, I, I just watch it for the hats but that's just me you got the hats <laughs> yeah the infield which is a big old drunken mess and it sounds like mascar hats and drunks <laughs> it is kentucky i mean it's pretty different much different style of hat though i mean not not the trucker hat <laughs> you get the big old florals but is it just oh, me or this year at least where I am in Michigan, I knew a lot of people on my Facebook. They were going out specifically to Kentucky Derby parties and wearing big old hats. And I don't think that's ever happened in the years before. And you'd think that horse I've racing is kind of, of on the decline. Huh. It was it was something that just like happened this year. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what is this? Well, horse racing is never really going to go away because of off-track betting. As long as off-track betting is a thing... Then horse yeah. racing is always going to be around. But so. it's, I don't think it's one of those legendary American events anymore. It'll still drive. Oh, it's big not horse, really now. Yeah, yeah. Really. Like I don't eat. I don't eat. Other than the Kentucky Derby, I don't know the other three race, the other two races in the Triple Crown. Freak mistakes in the Belmont. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, like outside of the Kentucky Derby, I don't know I, anything. I, yeah, I forgot. What are the other two? It's uh, Freakness in the Belmont. Pre- Freakness in the Belmont. Yeah, that's yeah. it. That's it. All right, let's get in the red zone here. Three biggest sports stories of the past couple weeks. And right now, in May and June, it's all about the NHL and NBA playoffs. So let's start with hockey first. Uh, you got the conference semifinals going on right now in both sports. Uh, hockey, let's start over here in the Eastern Conference. Boston Bruins and Montreal Canadiens. Montreal's been winning a couple games. They take yeah. games one and three. They're up two to one. I still like Boston in this series, though. Yeah, yeah, I can see Boston, without a doubt. I'd say it's pro- that's probably going to happen. <laughs> I mean, Tuka Rask is is playing rather well. He's not the hottest goalie right now <laughs> in the playoffs, and we'll get to that soon because that usually is a, a telltale sign of a team that's you know going to go on a, a run in the NHL playoffs. Um, Boston, I think, just has you know too much too much size on defense, and that's going to help them, but. Screw the Boston Bruin Twitterverse, and thank goodness that you know there were Boston Bruin fans that came out against it. When PK Subban, uh, you know, defenseman for Montreal, who is black, you know, scores not only the the first goal against, but also the overtime winner. 
Dem racists on Twitter. The Twitter <sighs> really? racists. Why? Like, like Boston Bruins fans were like, "Oh no." Yeah, pretty uh, much. Pretty much. <laughs> pretty much that. Yeah, dropping the n bombs and all sorts. Wait, the the player in question who scored the goal, he plays for what team? Montreal Canadiens. Oh, okay. This makes yeah, more yeah. sense now. Yeah, okay. right, right. So I don't, I don't know. How they're all butt hurt that they lost game one. And then, oh, black hockey player did it, so we're gonna be dumb on the internet. Yeah. Wait, what's his what's his number? I, I'm looking at the picture right now. Uh PK Subban, seventy six or seventy eight? I want to say seventy eight. It better be seventy eight. Yeah. As decaf seventy eight, it better be seventy eight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're we're looking at this up now. Uh, Joel, what about the Pittsburgh and New York Rangers series? You have a vested yeah, interest in yeah, that. Yeah, they, they won again the other night. It was a really good game. Um, Damn uh, it, he's 76. They're just, oh. uh, I mean, they're just too much for the Rangers. That that combo is just... I, I think that, uh, you know, I think they'll pretty much close it out in the next game. Um, yeah. I mean, Crosby finally getting his first point. Malkin had been playing really well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's New York had just barely you know squeaked by, yeah, uh, Philly in their game seven. You know Pittsburgh is a very good team. I'm looking forward. I'd, I'd look forward to a a Pittsburgh and Boston matchup. That's and, that's what everybody wants to see. Oh, uh, you're right. It is 76. I don't think yep. anybody really wants to see the other matchup. No, no, that would be that'd be rough. That'd be, that'd be a rough watch. Um. So yeah, our make the play here is who plays in the conference finals. I mean. Joel, both you and I think it's Pittsburgh and Boston. Decaf, yeah. you agree? Yeah, Pittsburgh and Boston. Pittsburgh's just rolling all over the Rangers right now. And, I mean, is a goalie you know more just crazy good and then crazy awful than Marc Andre Fleury? It, it's playoffs? pretty much the definition of Marc Andre Fleury. It's just you never know what you're going to get, but it's going to be some end of the spectrum. Uh, and you know, uh, Skull Jumper, I'd ask you, you. Said you don't yeah. watch much hockey. Um, based on the very little I know about hockey, I would say um, I would say it's going to be Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, and the conference finals and Boston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Just based on the very little I know. Mm-hmm. Though Boston does have some worse to do. They're down three or down two to one. Pittsburgh is up three to one. Oh, Over really? in the West, uh, you have Chicago and Minnesota. Who Chicago looked very strong in their first two games. Uh, Minnesota just took it to them when they took it back to home. Uh, so and that's an interesting series, though. Minnesota is having some goaltender issues. Uh, they went back to uh, Brzgalov, who that's a very erratic goalie at times. Uh, he pulled it together for the last game, but you know, in the, their game seven with Colorado, their main goalie uh, got hit with an injury, I think, to the leg when a player kind of ran into him mm-hmm. on the end boards. So. Uh, I, I think Chicago has too much. Again, it's a matter of talent, and I don't see you know Chicago. You know when they are heavy favorites in this uh, series, I think they move on to the the conference finals. Yeah, I mean they were a lot of people's favorites to win the whole thing last year because of their season. Right, that, that big one they had. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I'm going with Chicago as well. They with Minnesota's kind of iffy goalie right now. It looks like. Yeah, got to go with Chicago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, the game four is going to be a big one for the Wild. Yeah. Uh, and then 
Los Angeles Kings stole two from Anaheim <laughs> on the road. Jonathan Quick is the hottest goaltender yes. in the well, NHL right now. He's on, on fire, um, and he was a little shaky uh, in that previous round. But they really, really pulled it together. And, and we just need to mention the LA Kings have won six straight now. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. That's just a role that, and while Anaheim has lost four of the last six, yeah, and Anaheim, you know, one of the better teams in the Western Conference. But Wait, I think didn't they have the best? Didn't they have one of the best records in one of the, yep mm-hmm. the West? I think they're the number one seed <coughs> going in. Let me. I'm pulling it up right now. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. it's strange how they're doing the playoffs this year because they are even in the conference semifinals. They're staying in the uh, division. Yeah, they're the highest points. Mm. Yeah, and most points. At the end of the... Yeah. yeah, it's pretty wild. Uh, so I think yeah, then we're all in agreement. Then Chicago and LA. Yeah. Look to yeah. be you know strong bets. Uh, I, I think that still sets up a Boston Chicago prediction, which I think I had at the beginning of the year. Uh, which the, wasn't I think that was... last year's finals? Yeah, last in Chicago. Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah. that would That's be a repeat then. That doesn't happen too often. No, no. But if if Jonathan Quick continues his tear, uh, watch out for LA to make it from the West. Oh, the last, I can't really. The only real time that I can think of two teams making it back to the biggest game or series in their sports was the two years the Cowboys beat the crap out of the Bills. Yeah. Yeah. I think that might have been it, the last. It, time. And if if that rematch does happen, I hope it ends better <laughs> <laughs> yeah. because. That ending, it just kind of felt like, you know, you were, like, punched in the stomach, and then before you knew it, you were on your back. Like, yeah, <laughs> because the game was over, and I wanted them to keep playing. Mm-hmm. Well, this is true. Just one quick uppercut to the jaw, and like, well, the series is over. Yeah. Over in the NBA, they are also in the conference semifinals. So, let's start in the East. Indiana avoided that colossal upset against the Hawks in their game <laughs> oh, seven. Man. That would have been quite the story. Uh, that would that, have been insane. That team has taken a tumble. I still think they have a shot to get past the Wizards, though. Wizards, Washington, good team. I think lacking the playoff experience. And I think they're so hot, though. I mean, they got so hot and in the back half of the season that... Mm-hmm. I don't know if you can really stop their momentum and what they're doing with, like, just they shoot, like, a bunch of three-pointers. I only saw, like, one game, but they just, like, got really hot from behind the three-point line and just, like, blew out. Was it Chicago? Yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah. You live by the three, you die by the three. It's, it's interesting because, yeah. like, I feel like when I watch their games and when they're at home, it doesn't feel like they're at home. Like, yeah. I, I, I just don't feel like... I don't really know if you get home even home court advantage really even matters in, in well, that, the NBA, but like I don't feel like they have it when they are at home. That might have something to do with the fact that it's Washington D.C. and it's you know right. kind of a mixed fan base from a bunch of different states. Mm-hmm. Like they don't, people can't make it to the game or whatever. That's true. Uh, you finally had Roy Hibbert explode for twenty eight points. Uh, yeah. After being just a non factor <coughs> a very long time. Uh, so Washington, Indiana, they're tied one-one. 
Miami just took it to the Brooklyn Nets. Who that game seven against Toronto <laughs> with Brooklyn ending on the Paul Pierce block of Kyle Lowry. Uh, that was a great ending. Yeah, that <laughs> it was a great ending. It was. Uh, uh, not watching any basketball. All I have to say is I'm going for Brooklyn because LeBron James now has an app dedicated all to him. Yeah, <laughs> that that's a real um, thing, and I'm sad yeah. about it. I'm just like really, an entire app all about LeBron freaking James. Yeah, I understand yeah, he's you a great keep player. Keep up on your LeBron James info twenty four seven. Yeah, I guess so. Like it tells you what he has for breakfast, tells you what shoes he's wearing to the game. <laughs> Johnny Manziel now has a logo, and he's all part of the LeBron James marketing hype. Oh boy, I'm just saying. Oh. Here is hoping Johnny Manziel doesn't go till Saturday. <laughs> That's not gonna happen. <laughs> nope, he's going tonight. Uh. He's going tonight. But we'll be talking about that very soon. Uh, so yeah, Miami's up one nothing against Brooklyn. In the West, Portland moved on against the Houston Rockets. Damn it. Uh, tell, tell me your feelings okay. on that one, Houston so, resident skull jumper. With you have when you have James Harden, you have the fifth best scorer in the league throughout the regular season, and he just gives you two horrible games to blow home court advantage that they worked so hard for. That was Going into the season, that was like their goal. Like, we're going to have the first two games of playoffs on our floor, and they just blow it. Granted, the first game was close. The second game, which I actually went to, was not that close at the end. Mm-hmm. And then, you have, you know, you, they're able to win game three in Portland to kind of keep it interesting. Mm-hmm. But really, it's the lack of defense it has been a problem all season, and it really kind of hurt them in the end, and the fact that what they were doing was they were sending James Harden right, and James Harden is left-handed, so if you send him left, he's going to score pretty much, mm-hmm. They but they were sending him right, and so you know, they sent him to the weak side, and LaMarcus Aldridge just had two stupid, ridiculous, like, just, like, if you saw the numbers for those first two games with LaMarcus Aldridge... Mm-hmm. It got to the point where when it didn't go in, I was kind of surprised. But right. they, you know. It, I mean, it essentially looked like they won that game, too. I mean, with that much time left. Oh, yeah. No, it's point nine seconds. When point nine seconds, you, Chandler Parsons got that layup to get... go in. And then you just, the hottest guy on the team from behind the arc, you just leave pretty much wide open, and Chandler Parsons kind of runs by him. And he just drains it. It, it was, it, yeah. Uh, but no, it's the lack of defense just kind of killed them. It came back to bite them. The fact that you know they had James Harden figured out. They were the first people all year to have James Harden figured out. Dwight Howard showed up. He showed up he pretty big. Yeah, he did. He, he seems to care. So, oh, he does a lot. But that's, and that's then, a plus. You know, Omar Oshik also all, pretty much can, did a pretty good job containing Lamarcus Aldridge after the first two games, but. It just it wasn't enough, and it was really pretty disappointing for everybody in in Houston. Because well, they'll be better next year, though. Yeah, yeah, they will. Anytime that there's like a situation like that where there's that much time left on the clock, I think it's always about putting pressure on whoever inbounds the ball. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and they, you've got to give them a hard look at that because that's how if they get the ball in, who knows what's going to happen? I mean, that's especially with point nine. I mean, yeah. it, March I mean, Madness this year, problem. I think there was like. 
1.2 seconds on the clock and somebody won the game. Like, Yeah, I mean... You can do a catch and shoot, I think, in like less than a second if you're really good. So I think it's point six. Yeah, oh, I think really? it. Yeah, the, one of the games it was like point seven, and that you just mm-hmm. not shoot it right away. Yeah. Um. So you have then San Antonio, who just blew out Dallas in their game seven. Uh, surprising yeah. that Dallas pushed it that close. I mean, it's surprising that it even went to game seven. Like mm-hmm. so many of these first round. Oh, it was a great, great that, first round. It, yeah, they were they were surprisingly fun to watch, which usually everybody complains like the play, the NBA playoffs have too many teams, but this year they kind of made a made a case for them, I, I guess. 5 of the 8 went to game 7. <laughs> yep. It was pretty good. That's that's pretty crazy. So Portland has San Antonio. I, I think Portland's a pretty hungry team. San Antonio's getting old. They do have the playoff experience though, and they do yeah, lead they one do. to nothing. I so. mean, I, I feel like eventually the old age has to catch up with you eventually. Mhm. I mean, I thought I thought it would last year, but right. I guess not really. Well, I mean, it they looked lost. like they were going to win last year. Like the oh, whole oh, thing. they, was they crazy. so did. They so did. And they they're the favorite going in. So yeah, we'll yep. see. And then the Clippers do move on. They beat Golden State uh, in, in a very exciting series. There's so too they, many California teams. I swear. Yeah, that's, that's true. And then Oklahoma City Thunder, who had that whole Kevin Durant. Mr. Unreliable, controversial paper headline that they messed up on. Uh, you know, Memphis had some players, you know, suspended from that last game. Made that very anticlimactic. Was a great series otherwise. So OKC moves on. They're tied one to one. Also making the same play. Who plays in the conference finals? I have the Pacers and the Heat, and Spurs and. The Clippers. I know the Thunder, I had them as kind of your favorites going in, but after this whole Donald Sterling stuff, I'm pulling for the Clippers. I want. I so want them to win a title, and Sterling can't get any of it. See, I, I just... I just like hate the fact that there are two teams in Los Angeles. I never like it when they do the two teams in like, one of the bigger, the bigger markets, and the Clippers are... They, they just don't have the historical pull, so... I can't like them ever, but and like the one thing with New Jersey having two NFL teams. Well, it's at New least York. they're in. I mean, no, they're New Jersey. Well, it's okay, New Jersey. it's in New Jersey, but <laughs> all of New York, yes, yes. yeah, yes. But Super, at least Super they're Bowl. in different conferences. Yeah, exactly. So, in, but like with the them Clippers being in the, the same Lakers, division, they're in the same division. Well, New York Rangers, How New York you... Islanders. I mean, yeah. Thing, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, no. um. All I know is I'm, I'm still really butthurt about my sons won 48 <laughs> games and would have been the like maybe the third seed if we were in the East. Oh yeah, we I was kind of surprised the they didn't make it. Honestly, oh, we East, were he's blue this year. Oh, <laughs> uh, we were expect. All I know is Vegas had the odds at the beginning of the year for us to win less than 12 games, and we <laughs> won 48. That's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, that's that's pretty crazy. No one was expecting this to happen. Um my predictions, I'm just looking at who whichever team won championship the furthest away from now. So I'm going with Pacers mm-hmm. and Brooklyn in the East and Portland and the Clippers in the West. All right. All right. <laughs> Sounds good. Good logic. I'm- to make the championship, I am going with in the West, Oklahoma City, 
and San Antonio. All right. And in the east, Miami and you know Washington. Strong pick. Strong. I picks. think I, I I think the I think the Pacers are just they got way too cold at the wrong time and they're mm-hmm. probably going to lose to the Wizards. Skill jumper, mean you are exact opposites. <laughs> oh, really? Um, I'm gonna go with uh, Miami versus Indiana, um, mm-hmm. and I, I think Miami could take that. Um, and uh, I expect to, yeah. Oklahoma City versus LA. I, I want I want LA to win now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I mean, I think like you know going into the whole thing. Like I probably would have wanted to see Oklahoma City like in the championship, but yeah, um, NBA's dream matchup. Yeah, Our that's exactly what they want. Yep. But I want to keep hearing stuff about LA. Like mm-hmm. I, yeah. I want the Clippers to win because they've never won a championship. So. I mean, if the if the Clippers Thunder matchup <laughs> happens, defensively, Serge Ibaka like destroys teams that try to score a bunch of points in the paint. Yeah, I mean. He blocks so many shots in the paint, and the, the the whole lob thing, the Chris Paul to Blake Griffin lob thing, none of that. Not and not it, with him. It'll so. be fun to see all the Lakers fans yeah. that come out and be like fake Clippers fans. Yeah, that, that, that's, see, that's the other that's thing what I, I hate. really want to see. <laughs> that that's what I don't want to see. But oh, you mean like how uh, last year in the NFL, all those Giants fans suddenly became Jets fans for like three weeks. Hmm. And then the Jets started to suck as well, so it didn't yeah. matter. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Though I would laugh if it's the NBA's nightmare of the Pacers and the Spurs. Like I predicted at the beginning of the season, the, the small market yeah. nightmare of the finals. That would be interesting. Well, let's talk NFL draft. We are half an hour away from the Houston Texans going on the clock. Skull jumper. Local perspective. Pick? You're the guy that goes Local up there and picks you're, the uh-huh. you're listening to sports radio. You're getting you get your Texan fandom. It's, it's impossible to avoid sport sports radio in Houston. It's mm-hmm. just it's an obsession nearly here. No, I, yeah. I hear you. I can relate. Yeah. So, With who's the pick? pick. <laughs> who? Well. Who do I think they're going to pick, or who do I want them to pick? <laughs> Let's do both, and our make the play here is who goes number one overall. So Okay, who the, goes number one overall, it's Dejanion Clowney. Mm-hmm. And then who I want them to pick, I want Teddy Bridgewater. Really? I, I thought, I yeah, thought you were going to gig him. I thought you were going to gig him. I'm, I'm not a naggy guy. So okay. I, I, I think like you can look at Johnny Manziel two ways. You can say... He's the next Colin Kaepernick. He's going to be great. Or you can say, no, he's the next Archie Manning. He's going to get a concussion like in two weeks. In. Off the field. So, <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. Well, he could be I, the don't next think, I don't think that's going to be a problem, but I, I, I just think he's going to get you know paralyzed from the waist down or something. I mean, he's going to get hit hard. No, I, I, think, I, I think that he's kind of been living like he's in the NFL for the past couple of years. Oh, yeah, definitely. College. I mean, I have a lot of friends who go to A&M, and they, you know, they say the same thing. They're like, you know, this guy's acting like he's a pro already. And But, yeah, I'd, I'd, I want them to pick Teddy Bridgewater because I don't think he's going to be there, and I think we need a quarterback. Mm-hmm. 
But at the same time, knowing uh, Rick Smith, the general manager, I think he's going to go to Danion County, and I kind of don't have a problem with that. And yes. as long he's uh, he's clearly you know the best player available. So yeah, pretty much. I mean, as I long as they go and get get a quarterback in the second round, who even if it's like AJ McCarron or something. You just need somebody with a bigger upside than any of the three guys we have there now. I agree. I I think, oh, go ahead. I think you can't miss the Jadavion Clowney. Um, Having him like on the opposite side of JJ Watt. <laughs> oh my god! Mm, yeah. Watch out! Watch out! That'd be yeah. great. But what do you think of the possibility of the te- the quarterback that the Texans eventually draft? Because they are in need of a quarterback. Yep. And I think there will be some there in the first pick in round two. What do you think about Derek Carr? Well, I I don't, you know, I don't hold the fact that his brother is David Carr against him. Right. But <laughs> a lot of people here, unfortunately, do. I would totally hold it against him. Yeah. <laughs> like, if I were a fan, like, that could not like, escape no. my mind at all. But no, that that's not going to happen. And it's just, you know... People would like there would be like mutinies in the street, yeah, and like blood spilling down like <laughs> NRG Stadium if that happened. Yeah. So, good old soccer hooligans. Yep. All right, now decaf. You live in Arizona, but you yes. like them Cowboys. I like them Cowboys and them Cardinals. So, so they're sitting at sixteen and twenty respectively, Dallas and Arizona. Who do you think they end up with? And of course, this is all speculation, you know, not thinking of, you know, trading up, unless that is a key draft strategy, but you can't really predict trades easily on NFL draft night. So make the pick, gut feeling, who do you think they end up with, but who do you want them to end up with? Okay, let's see. The Cowboys desperately need a left defensive tackle. So naturally we're going to draft a quarterback or a wide receiver. Of course. Yeah, Dallas. <laughs> uh so we'll probably end up with either where Cowboys are drafting 16, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. We'll probably end up with Blake Bortles or possibly Teddy Bridgewater depending on who's on the board. Interesting. Um we don't need a quarterback. I'm I'm a weird Cowboys no, fan. No you don't in, really. After they yeah, just pay Tony weird Romo Cowboys all that money, yeah. I like Tony Romo. Uh-huh. He's a good quarterback during the regular season. Yeah, that's the key. Hit December, different story. Yeah. He doesn't also, have to hold the extra actually... points anymore though, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> and also he would have been great. He actually played one of his best Novembers and Decembers this last season, but we didn't have a defense, so it didn't matter. No, you did not. Mm-hmm. So, it like I'm saying, funny. we need a defense, but we're not going to get a defense. So, just give me either the best quarterback or best wide receiver that's on the board at that point. You think Sammy Watkins might be? Oh, no. Oh, God, no. Oh, at 16, that no. late. Yeah. And no, then, no, I mean, he'll... Sammy Watkins, honestly, if he doesn't go in the top five, I'd be kind of surprised. That'd be oh, a yeah. Shock, yeah. Uh, I honestly... Who do you uh, want them to pick as, as your fan perspective, though? <clears throat> I would love to see them just pick either a strong 
inside linebacker or a strong defensive tackle. Mm-hmm. To real because we've lost both, we lost our two biggest defensive linemen in both yeah. Demarcus Ware and Jay Ratliff. Jay Ratliff to a lesser extent, extent, but we lost Demarcus Ware. To that the, that's a problem. To the freaking Broncos with their mm, yeah. expletive, mm-hmm. hate Manning, all of that stuff that I have. So. Uh, yeah, you got C.J. Mosley there. C.J. Mosley from Bama could be there. Yeah, you know what? Bama that would work. Has, yeah, that'd work great. Um, yeah, I would love to see us pick up a good C.J. Mosley. Ah, I just remember that we're no longer a 4-3 and we're a 3-4. Oops. Uh, yeah, we're a 4-3 now, so we only need one middle linebacker and... Sean Lee is kind of a boss. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, okay, never mind with <laughs> CJ Mosley. Uh, well, how's Ryan Shazer? <laughs> Ryan Shazer, yeah, he's he's pretty good. He's a good pass rusher. All right. Well, pro- probably he played. Pick- yeah, he no, he did play linebacker. Yeah, he he'd be good. Yeah. So yeah, well, I would love to see us go defense. It's freaking Jerry Jones picking, so we're not going defense. <laughs> What about the Cardinals? Oh, Jerry. Uh, Cardinals, I can honestly see either picking a quarterback or picking some sort of offensive line. Here's the thing, though. It's like you have Carlson Palmer, and it's, he seemed like he did kind of good. Yeah, but, it's, but you don't... Old, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what to think about Carlson Palmer. Yeah, you... Uh, the problem is we hit... We hit gold when we got <clears throat> Kurt Warner. Right. So mm-hmm. our man, our our office. So you also just hit gold when you got Patrick Peterson. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh God, oh, yes. God. Best draft pick as an LSU years. fan. Oh God, yes. But no, like we hit gold when we picked up Kurt Warner, and they're just trying to do that again and pick up an older quarterback that nobody wants and mm-hmm. get us back to the Super Bowl. Yep. Yep. Sorry, Arizona. That's not going to happen again. We need to go to the draft for a quarterback. We need to try and get someone that can play. Someone that actually has we have on film, not a Cobb. Mm-hmm. Who was a backup for three years and had two good games. So let's give him all our money. Yeah. Where are they picking the Cardinals? The twenty. Twenty. Uh, yep. That right. might be Zach Mettenberger territory. Uh, I think Mettenberger second round or third. I don't think he gets in the first. Yeah. There are too many quarterbacks there, and I don't think a lot yeah. of them are going. Uh, it's like if they slip out of the first like, 10 picks or so, they're dropping for a little while. Oh, yeah. Unless you do have a team that's crazy like the Cowboys. Joel, Pittsburgh Steelers are at 15. Same questions. I mean, As a Cowboys fan, I love being one draft pick later than the Steelers because that means we beat you. <laughs> Historically, they do really well with their first-round draft picks. They do, um, and they—I mean—they—they they basically go by need most of the time. It's which is a good way and, to do it. And, and generally, with that defense that they run, they're picking outside linebackers, they're picking defensive ends, uh, or, or uh, you know, tackles. Um, uh, sometimes they'll go for an offensive lineman. Um, you know, really, they just kind of go with what they do. Um, 
I'm trying to see, you know, obviously I don't think Khalil Mack will be there. No. He's not going to be, no. He's <laughs> um, going to go to... I think, like, that's who I would want. Like, well, yeah, everybody wants Khalil um, Mack. But I think, you know, again, if if for some reason somebody's passing up on him, somebody's going to trade up and get him, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Um, so, you know, I'd say they're... they're I think that they're generally their first thought when going into the first round is, you know, by need. And I think that they need younger defensive players. Well, um, don't they kind of need younger players, period, to a certain extent? Oh, no, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know where they stand in the NFL as far as how old their roster is, but... You, Aren't they kind of like I, Ravens territory where it's like, you know, good players but old players? I mean, yeah, I mean, eventually they're going to have to get some more safeties. Just don't uh, trade away your only wide receiver like the Ravens did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so I would say I'm leaning towards some kind of defensive player. Probably whoever the best one available is still left at that right. point. Mm-hmm. I really don't see them trading up. I don't think they really need to trade up. Um, that I don't think that there's anything that they desperately need that they would trade picks for. Um, and I think sitting at 15, you're, I think you're going to get a good player, um, no matter what, really. So Yeah, you're, you're going to get somebody pretty um, good. But... Like, uh, let's see. I think that me, I think they were looking at, um, who is it? The cornerback uh, from Michigan State. Darquez Denard. Yeah, I think he's definitely one of them. Um, I think they talked to uh, Kyle Fuller from Virginia Tech. Yep. Um, yeah, Clinton Dix, the safety from Alabama, which, uh, funny uh, name. Uh, if there's an offensive tackle. Aha Clinton Dix. I think if they could get, like, Jake Matthews. Um, <laughs> Justin, I, far. You know, I, I, like, watched uh, Justin Gilbert um, yeah. play a lot this year, and I think if, if he's available somewhere, they might get him. Um. Yeah, I I I think if there's a decent linebacker still available there, um, I don't know. I mean, again, they might be able to get somebody in the second round, so it's doesn't really matter. But I I would say I'm not really sure specifically who they want, but like I know that they're going to pick defense, a defensive player. All right. Um, yeah. All right, Detroit Lions. Let's give you the skinny what, here. What are, what are we doing? Why, why can't we win the division? <laughs> ah. This could be a question for all of our teams, I think. Yeah, well, yeah. I know, I know well, why I my know Cowboys why. can't win the division. Because we don't have a general manager. Because Jerry World. <laughs> um, Detroit Lions. Be, I'm just happy we were able to beat the Giants inside <laughs> Cowboys Stadium for once. That's true, for once, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Lions yeah. are picking at 10. I Ooh, want them to stay at 10 and draft a defensive player like they need, yeah. like Darquez Denard, local kid, Michigan State. Uh, that would be the player I yeah. would be happy with. I would do it. Yeah, that would, that would do it. What I think they will do, because the Lions are dumbos. The Lions, I think, will trade up. No. I think they will give up no. way too much. No. I think they're going after Sammy Watkins. No. No. I honestly we do. Give up too much. 
And this is a team that is infamous during the Matt Millen era for going after wide receivers. The last time they picked number 10, they went after Mike Williams. That was the last time they were at number 10. They stayed there for number 10 there, but that was the third year in a row they picked a wide receiver in the first round, and that was insane. Um, Matthew Stafford would have Calvin Johnson. He would have uh, Reggie Bush in the backfield. They signed Golden Tate as their one big free agent move, another wide receiver. Oh, I I didn't know that. So for a third option that you'd be giving up a lot, you'd be giving up next year's first round pick to move into the top five. That's not smart. It is not smart, but it's what the Lions will do. Mm. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, Yoko, this proves that we are true fans because we understand how stupid our ownership is. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, I, I really hope that they have thought otherwise. Uh, they need defensive help so badly. So badly. They need a better front seven, don't they? Uh, the front seven's the better part. It's their secondary okay. that's abysmal. Yeah, It's just atrocious. Uh, uh, so, cornerback or safety would be nice. Yeah, it's hard to run on the Lions, but it's very easy to throw deep. I could see them getting a third option, but don't give up that much. For, and Sammy Watkins has been talking up the Lions and how great it would be to play with Calvin Johnson. There are reports that the Lions are contacting him almost every day? What? <laughs> I, I, th- I think you're... <laughs> I think you're kind of locked for the Sammy Watkins trade up and no first it's, round pick next year. It's insane. So like, watch them. Watch it like happen, guys. You hear it here first. Twenty minutes before the round starts, watch it happen. So okay. trade up to like two or three. So Pretty excluding much. excluding Clowney, if there was one player that you like really want on your team, regardless of where your team's picking, who would it be? It's Khalil Mack. Yeah, Sammy Watkins. Yeah. That's that's Khalil Mack here, Joe. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, for the Lions, like he would change their defense entirely. Like the linebacker I, doesn't scare much of anyone, and they would just make DeAndre Levy and Stephen Tulloch better. I have to say, I would go with Michael and say I got to go with a uh, Sammy Watkins because yeah, as great as a wide receiver we have in Des Bryant, name another person we can throw to. There is, Other, there isn't. We have Witten, and Witten's okay, yeah. Uh, Witten's kind of a beast, like in short yard situations. But we're very rarely in short yard situations. Well, then what if Odell Beckham Jr. or Eric Ebron falls? I, that's it's a possibility. Here's the problem: uh, wide receivers that are under six two flame out extremely fast in the first yeah. time. I mean, Tavon Austin, West Virginia. Respect to Joel here. He played very well his rookie year. I think there is a possibility there. But you consider the percentages. I think Sammy Watkins is a big risk. Does he returns punts and kicks? Does he? I think so. Watkins? Not. Yeah, you. It's he not could. that often that you get a yeah, like a Wes Welker who's a shorter wide receiver I, that I, can I, just. I know that they ran a lot of reverses with him and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I think he could, what you but it's want not to do with thing. with Sammy Watkins is you put him in an offense where you already have like two like really threatening guys and he's just a third go- option for you mm-hmm. like that's oh, what you do with him yeah. yeah the thing is i think the, the lions are on the hot seat they want a win now mentality they think it's going to solve matthew well, Stafford's they problems. should be able to with reggie bush and matthew stafford and everybody but megatron yeah and with, megatron but did oh he set God. the record a few years back or? no he was just short yeah just a little he did get over 2000 but he was a little short 
Uh, um, other, you know, our last thoughts on the draft as round one starts in 15 minutes as the Houston Texans will be on the clock for 10 minutes. Um, gosh, any last things? Hmm. Who, all right, where does Johnny Manziel go? Um, Number 16 to, to the Cowboys. No, he goes to, um, like Jacksonville. Really? Yep. Wow. I think Tampa. I think Tampa at number seven. Oh yeah, that could happen. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd, yeah, I'd say unless somebody trades up into like the top five or something to get him specifically, he's gonna fall just where he falls. But he's I think he's too to risky to do that. So like a a dumber front office is gonna be like, like Jacksonville, who just has to pick there, is gonna be like this thing. Jacksonville. I think that those two wide receivers, the two top receivers in the class, Evans and Watkins, will probably go back to back. Like they'll probably go right up in like four and five, something oh, yeah. like that. I think yeah. the Redskins are regretting that they lost their number two pick to St. Louis. Oh yeah, definitely. And uh, yeah. watch out for San Francisco making a big trade up. They have eleven picks this year. They have an extra second. They have two extra third round picks. So watch them making a a move up, I think, for a wide receiver. I know the the Niners really want Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah, I watch out for that. Oh, Odell Beckham Jr., you are a beast. That that, that would be scary. I saw this dude when I was at Tiger Stadium last year. I saw this guy make a between-the-legs, left-handed, one-handed catch. Mm. He stuck his left hand between his legs and pulled the ball from between Higgs' legs to, like, his thigh to make the catch, and it was a touchdown. Mm. That's the kind of guy we're talking about with, with Odo, Odo Wickham Jr. He's, he's crazy. All right. One more question for you all as we wrap up. What is one player that you want your team to end up with outside the first round? Cool. Um, I'll start and say for the Lions, I think they need a backup quarterback. Right now their backup quarterback is Dan Orlovsky. Dan Orlovsky made a rounds a couple, with a couple teams, and he was the Lions quarterback during the 0-16 season. So that do you think the Lions... you got to go back to that. That was such a great exactly, year for you guys. Exactly. So... I want them to have end up. Well, they do also have Kellen Moore, but Kellen Moore can't throw a deep ball worth shit. So, um, I want them to end up with Zach Mettenberger as a backup quarterback draft from LSU. I gotta okay. see. Is I gotta see if my guy is available is in the draft this. Do you know if Kadeem Carey from the my Arizona Wildcats are in is in the draft this year uh, or is he next year? I'm not sure. I think you, you should know if you're a Wildcats fan. If you're, uh, yeah, it's one of those things. Though he said he was thinking about it, but then he didn't. It, I didn't hear back if he was planning on it. All right, let's let's find out. Uh, Positions. Uh-huh. Running back. He is entering the NFL draft. Okay, I want my Cowboys to end up with Kadeem Carey. Is he... Because he's not expected to go first round. Right. And, I mean, he did lead... He did super well at his two... Last two years. Oh, my goodness. It, if, 
if somehow Odell Beckham Jr. falls out of the first round, that's he who could I though because he, he people yeah. are saying he's too small. It's well, so. it's all based on how those receivers go, those other receivers go in front of him. So yeah. if for some Is reason Jarvis one Landry of them falls, in the draft or no, um, because he's almost just as good if he's there. We shall find uh, out. I am blanking. He is entering the draft, yes. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, Jarvis Landry is almost just as good. Not quite as good as Odell Beckham Jr., but... Well, I'm pretty sure that, like, as far as the last time I checked, they were looking for cornerbacks, wide receivers. Okay. So, I mean, that's why I'm feeling like there's probably they're probably going to take, like, Justin Gilbert or something in the first round, so... Yeah, all I know. The reason why I'm saying Kadeem Carey is in 2012, yet he rushed for 1,929 yards, <laughs> leading the NCAA. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. in 2013, he was third overall with 1,885. Wow. That's pretty good. Great. He's a great running back. He's got a lot of power. So. Though, be careful, because Kevin Smith was drafted by the Detroit Lions when he set the all-time rushing record at Central Florida, I believe. Uh, or yeah. some some sort of record. Or a single season. I th- some record. Kevin Smith, when he was at Central Florida. And he did not pan out that well. So be careful with the you know, the very high yardage in college. Yeah. So. Uh, but yeah, 48 touchdowns in two seasons. Plus Who is six it? in a... Who's the top running back in the draft this year? Is it... Uh... Uh, I mean, it's, it's tough because running backs, like, they're now dime a dozen. Like yeah, they don't, they don't last get, that long. You don't want to they don't get too high. I don't see a single running back in the top 32. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's when there's not somebody who stands out that much it's, that, happen, that tends to happen. Last year, as far as skill positions went, I think Tavon Austin was the only one in the top 10. Yeah. That's true, yeah. Last, last season was a great draft for me as a former as a lineman that loves to see linemen do well. Yeah. Yeah, we were talking about the amounts of uh, pounds that were drafted in the first round. Uh, Carlos Hyde is the top one, by the way, from Ohio State. Okay. He might. And Trey Mason's in there. Auburn. (laughs) So, it'll be interesting. Um, I think that's about all. Ten minutes to go until... The Houston Texans are on the clock. Thank you so much, Decaf78 and Skulljumper, for joining us on this special NFL Draft edition of Down the Sidelines. It was a hell of a lot of fun. Great. Glad you enjoyed it, and we enjoyed having you on. Joel, in a couple weeks, more playoffs. We'll reflect on the draft. (laughs) And, gosh, I don't know what else is going to happen. It'll be close to E3, and that's video games, and that's a totally different subject. And you will have called... (laughs) Unfortunately, you will have called it correctly. Nintendo's making. God damn it! I, I, please no, no. Not All Detroit Lions, no. Next month, pay per views coming up. I need to talk about my wrestling. I'm no longer allowed to talk about my wrestling. There you go, Superplex. All right, with that, I am Peter. I'm Joel. I'm Decaf. Or David. I am. You had to sign off. All right. (laughs) We hope you enjoy the week of sports. Have a good one. Enjoy the draft.